following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome to the Forbes Sports Money Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ozanian. On this show, we talk about the business of sports. I recently sat down with Michael Levine for my Forbes Sports Money TV show. He's the co-head at CAA Sports, the most powerful sports agency in the world. Today, you'll hear the full conversation, which is typically shortened for my TV show. Mike, how has the athlete representation business changed since CAA Sports started in 2006? I don't think it's changed as drastically as the media landscape, but it's constantly evolving. I think it was always a really competitive business, and I think that what we see today is that there are more and more players out there um, vying for the same number of athletes. So um, I don't think there's been a, a sea change in the way in which players are represented. I think it's just become such a uber-competitive landscape as athletes' profiles have cr- increased and, and evolved over the last decade. Is it just a business about scale? In other words, the sports rep business that has the most number of clients wins? No. Um, in fact, you know, I think that, that that's not true at all. And uh, our competitors would certainly say that's not true. We're proud to have the biggest client base and the largest team of athletes. But it still comes back down to one-on-one relationships that get built. Or in the case of the way we run our business, one-on-four or one-on-six. Because we work in client teams where we have a series of specialists working with one particular athlete. I do think there are some advantages to having scale and to having um, an understanding of the marketplace, whether that be on court or on field, the way the free agency landscape changed, and as much of the feel for the scale off court. So if Subway is launching a, a program and we represent 17 quarterbacks and they need to put a quarterback in it, chances are one of our guys is going to be someone that they're interested in. That gives us the ability to help keep buyers with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that advantage is something that happens daily. It's almost at a point now where um, we take it for granted, but but our athletes are astute enough, especially when it comes to their contracts and the off-season landscape, whether that's in baseball with the arbitration system or these days with the, uh, the NBA free agency season being front-page news throughout the entire summer. You know, we rooting back as far as the summer of 2010 when we helped LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade join the Miami Heat, that started a trend that we've continued daily um, about trying to really understand the marketplace and figure out how we can help move it in one direction or another. And excuse me for a minute to thank our sponsors, LifeLock and Amica. More about these sponsors later in the show. Did it tick you off when LeBron left? Only in the sense that I was sad to lose a generational player. Mm. Um, you know, he, he is uh, so amazing on the court and has, um, has sort of been such an important leader of the NBA landscape for a long period of time um, that you never want to lose a client like that. Um, Rich Paul, who's his agent, was someone we loved and someone we thought had a really bright future for us. And we were right. He's had a strong uh, future these last 
five years since he started his own agency. And so in that regard, it was a, a tough moment for us. But I'm, I'm so proud of the way in which our basketball group has grown to heights that I couldn't even imagine in 2012 in those five years. And I credit Leon Rose and Stephen Human and, and Aaron Mintz and Henry Thomas, who are the leaders of that group, and Austin Brown for sort of bringing us to a height that, that I couldn't foresee back then. Tell me how you took Dwayne Wade and was able to broaden his marketing appeal, even with his shoe deal in China. Well, the first thing you need to know is that I'm, I work for Dwayne Wade, and we work for Dwayne Wade. He is a rare client in that he is so engaged in his business. At such a young age, he came to us and said, I'm ready to think about the future, and I don't want to be thinking about next season. I want to be thinking a decade out. And he's continued that trend, and he's walked the walk, and um, he's been participant in what have been eight summits that he hosts, where he brings all of his partners together. He's not on his phone. He's not just coming in to say hi mm-hmm. and sign an autograph. He's the CEO of Dwayne Wade Enterprises. And what we've been able to do is, is work as his partner to enable his dreams to come true. He had uh, won a big custody battle with his first wife to become the sole um, primary caretaker of his three boys. And we were behind him in trying to help make that happen. Then he wrote an essay about it that got published in Newsweek. Our book division sat down with him and said, this is an incredible story. He said, I'd love to tell it more. So sat with the books division and became a New York Times bestselling author and, and brought a father's first to the forefront. As far as the, the Lening and Way of Wade brand being launched, that was an amazing moment for us as an organization and it showed incredible courage for him to leave tens of millions of dollars of guaranteed money on the table with a, a leading footwear brand like Brand Jordan um, and spend an entire year on the court not knowing where his future was going to be mm-hmm. with regard to his primary sponsorship. Um, I think that at the time, his boys were 11 and 10 and 6. And, and he said to us, I want to do something to show these guys that I can do and they can do anything they set their minds mm-hmm. to. And I think he recognized how important the China marketplace was going to be. This enabled him to use his interest and passions in fashion to help design and create a, a line of apparel and footwear that he was proud of. And, um, you know, it's, it's been an amazing run. We're really proud. Is that the model for the future? In other words, you could uh, go to any of the athletes that you rep and say, you know, this is really how you want to do it. I think that there's no one model that works for, we have 1,100 plus clients and not everyone's in the position that Dwayne is in. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I think that the footwear and apparel manufacturers have evolved. We're seeing that happen mm-hmm. with someone who we don't have anything to do with. Um, they're testing the market. Certainly the Ball family is, mm-hmm. is doing it in a way that's not necessarily our style. But, but I think that on some levels you have to admire them swimming upstream um, when everyone else is going the other way. I, in the time since Dwayne launched The Way of Wade, we've had incredible successes with Nike brand Jordan, with Adidas, with Under Armour. Um, I think each of them understands the way the athletes' mindsets are changing and they're evolving their models to, to, to make those guys happy. And frankly, Reebok as well. With J.J. Watt, we launched his signature shoe. That wasn't a, an obvious choice to go with Reebok, who really had sort of been somewhat dormant in comparison to its competitors over the course of time. But J.J. loved the way they approached that this was going to be his signature cross-training shoe. 
And what, what they've done is created a product that's really stylish, uh, and it's been incredibly successful. So it's not always the right thing to do to go outside and go out on your own. I think Dwayne's made it work, but I think we've had plenty of successes, whether it was Paul George launching his shoe line or Chris Paul staying with Brand Jordan like Carmelo Anthony did, um, or, or many others that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, certainly had the power and the size and the, the yeah. ability to do something on his own. But he's had such a great signature line with Nike and such a great mm-hmm. global success that why fix something that wasn't broke? How stoked were you to sign Aaron Rodgers in June? Oh, my God. Incredibly. Um, when you have a chance to start working with an MVP caliber player in the prime of his career who's as hungry to do new things and experiment and reinvent himself as Aaron Rodgers is. I don't know if you caught the cover story of the ESPN, the magazine, but, um, but I loved how candid he was. I loved the fact that he's more comfortable sharing things about himself that may have been misunderstood or unknown. And we've had four or five months of work with him and we're already, you know, sort of having a a great success story. So um, we couldn't be happier to have a player of his caliber at this stage in his career, um, you know, sort of put his faith in our ability to make his brand come to life over the next decade or two. You were quoted as saying something, and I'm paraphrasing about Aaron Rodgers, that he's somebody who knows what he wants his brand to be and yeah. knows what he, direction he wants to push his business, when he, uh, especially when his career is over. What exactly is that that you feel Aaron Rodgers' brand is, and how can you best capitalize on that? So I, I think that the brand is one of excellence. It's one of hard work. It's one of um, championing an underdog and overcoming adversity. These are all things that, that happen in his life that have shaped who he is. But I think that reason it's so exciting and the reason that I said what I said was he wants to do great things. CAA has an opportunity to help athletes who are at the top of the pyramid use the candy store and, and work across a variety of departments the way Dwayne has with, mm-hmm. with books and fashion and food and uh, obviously China. Um, Aaron has already had you know a half dozen to a dozen meetings with documentarians, some of our leading film directors and producers. He's talking about you know one of his other passions. You may have seen him on um, hundred thousand dollar pyramid. He loves game shows, so we're exploring the creation of a number of game shows with him. Essentially, just helping him achieve the dreams that are important to him. He's an avid sports fan, and I think you're going to see him becoming involved in other sports that he's really passionate about. And um, we're we're just thrilled to have someone who's as hungry to do more as he is at this stage. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Uber disclosed a breach of 57 million passengers and drivers records. Hackers access personal information like names and driver license numbers of the drivers and names, email addresses, and phone numbers of passengers. Though this breach was just recently announced, This personal information was actually stolen over a year ago. If you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, threats you may miss by just monitoring your credit, like someone stealing from your 401k or committing a crime in your name. And if there's a problem, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can help you see more threats to your identity. 
Go to lifelock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use promo code FORBES. That's FORBES for 10% off your LifeLock membership. Visit lifelock.com and save 10% now. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and leather gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. When you sit down with a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Dwayne Raid or, you know, any of these athletes, for example, how much time, Mike, do you have to spend uh, talking to them about what it is they want to do and to also where you get to know their personality to say, you know what, this person is a good fit for us? Yeah, it, it, you know, it takes time. I think that there's no set answer about how much time, but I, I think that clients end up with us based on some personal connection that they make with someone within our agency. Mm -hmm. And it's then that person becomes the tour guide for the client to other people who can then help bring things to life. I met Aaron through um, a young agent in our football group named Ed Berry. Ed Berry played football at University of Kentucky and was a teammate of Randall Cobbs. He and Randall um, have been best friends for a long time. That's how we met Ed. And um, Randall is also a client of ours. Randall and Ed were um, in a wedding party together with Aaron. So Ed got to meet Aaron over the course of a couple of years and did so on a personal level. And as Aaron was having some difficulty with his prior representation, said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about taking some meetings. Would mm-hmm. you guys be interested? And then he tour guided him around the agency and got to know a number of us that, that got to a point where Aaron said, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. The Olympics been awarded to Paris and to L.A., what does that mean for you and your clients? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, honestly, as an American first, forget about my, our business and our clients. I'm so happy. Um, I'm so proud, and I'm a, I'm a real um, patriotic person. I, um, I was nine years old uh, when the Miracle on Ice happened, and uh, my first boss was Art Kaminsky, who represented Eric and Beth Hyden and 19 of the 21 players on that Olympic hockey team. So... Um, I've got incredible um, love for U.S. Olympians and admiration. We've been lucky enough to represent, you know, a dozen or two of them and and have um, a number of athletes that we're excited about in in the upcoming games. But for me, as uh, as a member of the sports industry and and at CA, to just have the world's focus here um, that we know it's coming in 2028 is, uh, is an incredible thing for the entire sports industry. And I'm really proud of the work that's been done by, you know, the leadership out in, uh, in L.A. Uh, Casey Wasserman's done an incredible job of helping to bring these games to, uh, to this country. It's really uh, it's a Herculean task. And having gotten to know Billy Payne and he heard the story of how he brought the games to Atlanta in 1984, um, which was a whole, whole other time and, and place mm-hmm. in the industry, um, it's, it takes a village, and it's been a lot of hard work, and, and we're just excited about the future with that. And Mike, is that, are Olympic athletes harder to uh, construct marketing deals for in the sense that you know, it's every four years, obviously, and also some of the sports 
that they play, you know, you, you don't seem to hear about them much after the Olympics yeah. are gone. So do you have to construct them differently? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's harder or easier. I, I think that it cuts both ways. Um, we have had great success with a number of Olympians over the years. Um, Bodie Miller was the, the first big uh, Olympian that we've been lucky enough to represent for over our entire existence. Lowell Taub and, and Liz Moss have, have built a specialty area where we have people who are Olympic agents. So they focus on the business of working with Olympic partners, whether those are of the IOC, of the USOC, or of the governing bodies. And, and while those games may want be once every four years, they have a built-in sponsor base that want to create programs to activate the investments that they've made. Mm-hmm. And those athletes are there. So in, in some regards, it's harder. But, but there's also a pool of buyers that are really eager to, to bring athletes like Gabby Douglas to life and, and do things for them that uh, you know, other team sport athletes uh, might not have the opportunities to do. Why did you pretty recently get into the premium hospitality space? So about three or four years ago, I had a conversation with one of the principals of one of the companies that we ended up acquiring. He was a friend of mine from dating back 20 years, and we've done work together in prior jobs. We used their company to fulfill programs for our clients. Um, So I was a customer of theirs, and they were being approached by a number of private equity firms, and he sought my counsel about what he should do with his small business. I knew the business pretty well. I love the principals, Alan Baum, Itai Rybeck, Jason Zinna, and Jim Zisler. And, um, and I said, well, what, a, what do you want? And they said, well, we'd really love to work with a group like yours mm. and, and help make our industry bigger. So I said, okay, let's do it. And um, we felt it was a good match for us for a few reasons. First off, they're in the customer service business. Secondly, their sales guys and their client relationships with buyers is the key to their success. And, and lastly, they, they were young and hungry, just mm-hmm. like so many of the successful employees we've had at CAA Sports. And then once they came to, within CAA, they realized, wow, there's opportunities across the agency in music, in film, in television, some of the other temple areas of CAA, where they could bring their customer service VIP hospitality business to bear in places where there really wasn't as fertile of an industry as there is in sports. And we think that's a trend that's not going away. Mm-hmm. The experience that people have doing special things is, is a trend that we kind of thought was going to increase. And I think that the Instagram, Snapchat um, society that we live in where people want to show off what they're doing and be in places where others can see what they're doing, that's a trend that's not going away. And we're proud to have a group of 55 people who are delivering those experiences every day. Formula One is a funny sport. You know, about a third of the teams make a lot of money, Ferrari, a couple others, and then you have about uh, two-thirds either break even or lose money. You went in, bought the sponsorship rights recently. We didn't buy them. Oh. Um, we were retained by Formula One and its new ownership group from Liberty Media, Chase Carey and Sean Bratches, and we are their exclusive sales agency. So we're representing the property, helping them take what is a fertile and sizable uh, global sponsorship business to another level. We had been in the sport for several years prior working for one of the championship teams, Red Bull Racing, who's a four-time champion, and we had completed a number of 
deals for the Red Bull Racing Team, for whom we continue to do great work. And uh, we were thrilled that um, Chase and Liberty Media hired Sean Bratches, who we knew real well from his 30-plus years at ESPN. And after he was hired, um, he went out and tried to build an infrastructure to help them maximize the asset. And we were honored, and, and we are proud to be out there uh, in the marketplace helping them move some of their biggest global partnership deals. Mike, did you feel that Formula One was undersold? You know, here's the thing. Formula One has been driven by some of the biggest sponsorship deals in, in the sports industry for years. And Bernie Ecclestone. Right. But I think that the way in which Mr. Ecclestone ran the business was a little different than the way in which the current owners are. And we think there's a lot of runway for growth. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that in the marketplace in these these first few months, the reaction from um, buyers in a variety of categories which were undersold are eager to become partners of Formula One on a global basis. You guys have also worked on a lot of media rights uh, in different areas from Riot Games to yes. the Chicago Cubs. Yes. Uh, Boston Celtics, L.A. Dodgers. Just about every sport there is. What are you seeing in terms of media rights fees, given how the landscape is, is changing now to more streaming and, and that type of content distribution? You know, while there are some legitimate pressures on the cable bundle and the regional sports network business is slightly uncertain in the long term, um, and we've seen growth of rights fees slow, rights fees are still increasing considerably, but, but the triple-digit increase on every single deal is starting to slow we still think there's a lot of runway ahead and that there's a, a real important and sizable seismic wave of buyers that are coming into the market. The non-traditional players who are controlling media globally, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Twitter, um, Snapchat. These are, these are people who, whose companies are driving consumption in all forms all over the world. And they understand the power of sports. We think that we're going to see a lot more of them coming into the market and trying to obtain premium global rights. And that will drive the ecosystem because the existing players, whether it's Fox or Disney, uh, AT&T, Comcast, if they want to maintain the place that they have in the ecosystem, they're going to have to compete with that new group of buyers. So we're very bullish on a macro level on media rights looking forward to the next 5, 10, 15 years. And we're taking a quick break to say support for Forbes Sports Money comes from Amica Insurance. We're living in the age of the discerning shopper when savvy consumers increasingly favor brands that value authenticity, ethics, and a great shopping experience. Amica is committed to being a company people trust. Visit meetamica.com slash Forbes and find out why 95% of Amica customers with combined auto and home policies stay with them. One more time, that's meetamica.com slash Forbes to find out more about Amica Insurance. Hey, my name is James Petrogallo. I'm Jimmy Wisman. Please join us every single Tuesday for Crime in Sports. So fun. You like sports? You don't have to. Let's just set up a context and find out what an idiot did wrong. What I do like you say? It. I'm in. We're going to do that each and every week. We take an athlete, we break him down, we make fun of everything he's ever done. Yeah. But in order to do that, we have to build up and tell you all about their career and get you to what, James? To grace. grace. And then right. watch them fall from grace Who as they inevitably like do. Join us. Big criminals, small yeah. criminals, sports you've never heard of. Yeah. doesn't matter. It's the crime. It's the comedy. It's such a good time. Join us it. every Tuesday for Crime in Sports. 
You can join us every Tuesday at PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on all Apple products. Find us every Tuesday and laugh at people. What do you see happening within your industry over the next five or six years in terms of uh, competition? Do you see a lot of consolidation so agencies can gain scale, or do you see more attempts, you know, I don't know, uh, WME, IMG buying, UFC promotion as a means of trying to uh, gain something? What's going to happen? Well, it's a great question, and I think that um, there's a lot of money coming into the business, and I think that there's a lot of smart money, whether that's private equity um, or hedge fund money or financial institutions generally that understand that sports media and that consumption is not going away. So I think that intermediaries, service businesses like ours are attractive. And I think that we're going to continue to see a trend of um, private equity dollars coming into the marketplace and companies like ours or WME, IMG, um, and smaller players attracting dollars from those that want to be players in an industry that they think has got a lot of runway to grow. I just have three more quick questions. And we'll, was that, I'll let was you that go. a clear there, answer? Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, this, Mike, there are probably a lot of uh, recent graduates or students that are going to graduate soon from college thinking about, you know, they want to get into your business. They want to be an agent or a rep or somebody that gets involved on the sales side. What advice would you have to give them? Well, I mean, I think that the tools that exist today uh, are much more vast and, and available. Uh, information and access is greater than it was when I was coming out of college. I didn't even know what the sports industry was. Now we have TV shows like yours. We have trade publications that are, are following it on a daily basis. So for them to be equipped to understand the business as they are coming out of college is not very hard. So I, w- I would first um, advise them to sort of be educated, figure out what's happening in the business so that you can then help yourself determine where do I think I fit in best? Where does my personality fit? Am I a person that really should be out you know, working as an NFL scout? Or would I be better off working at the NFL as someone as a marketing assistant? These are very different skill sets, and frankly, the business is really broad and vast. There are a lot of different roles and opportunities Mm -hmm. for different types of people. Um, Once you determine which part of the industry you think you want to fit yourself into, uh, I think you really have to go out and try and do something, whether that means working at your university or you know, trying to get an internship at a company that you think suits the direction you want to go. These are important differentiators so that when you come to a moment when you're applying for a job, your resume and your qualifications stand out amongst what is an incredibly competitive talent pool. CAA Sports was just started at CAA uh, in 2006. Yes. Based on my back-of-the-envelope calculations, though, it's already as big or bigger than any other division in CAA. Am I onto something here? Honestly, we've been really lucky to have an incredible 11-year run. Um, We're really proud of how far we've come. We're also really proud uh, to be part of a company who um, operates and has for 40-plus years in a way that we tried to emulate and admire greatly. Um, We care about our employees. We put our client first. And um, that's been a winning formula. Investing in, in quality people is what we've done, and it's what we're going to continue to do. And we think that the sports business within CAA is going to continue to be an incredible contributor in the years ahead. 
How did going to Cornell prepare you for your career? Oh, I love Cornell so much, Mike. I, I don't know if um, you were aware, but I think Cornell prepared me uh, in a variety of ways um, to learn how to think and, and learn how to really, the best thing I got from my years as a student at Cornell was how to manage my time. I played lacrosse at Cornell and spent four or five hours almost every day up at the gym and, and out on the fields. And I had a pretty heavy course load as well. I took my studies very seriously. And um, based on the way my parents raised me, I was there to, to, to graduate with distinction, which I'm proud to say I did. So um, for me, who has uh, a job that goes in a lot of different directions, I think the one takeaway that I have from my time at Cornell is how to prioritize a limited amount of time and really make sure I was taking care of the commitments that I, I had to my schoolwork and to my teammates. An athlete that you rep comes up to you and says, Mike, I'm thinking of taking a political stance and kneeling during the national anthem. What do you tell him? I want to talk through it with him. I want to understand, you know, what's driving his interest. And um, the way we talk to Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony as the ESPYs approached, and they felt compelled to work together to use the platform to share some concerns that they had about the direction that society was going. Uh, we wanted the message to be a positive one. We wanted it to be clear and well-articulated. I think those guys nailed it. And they put their own voice into it and leaned on others to try and help shape it in a way that um, would be exemplary for other athletes. And I think as this all started after Carmelo Anthony um, put something on Instagram about athlete advocacy and leadership. And um, we're really proud of the athletes that we work with that are taking a leadership role in, in using their voice for social injustice and for cause that they believe in, whether that's a J.J. Watt for the work he's doing for hurricane relief, um, you know, or t teammates of um, or other NFL players that we represent that are coming out and speaking on behalf of, of Colin, Kaepernick's, Colin Kaepernick's stand. Great. Thank you, sir. Man. It was My an pleasure. honor meeting you. No, it was Thank, great. Thank I enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of Forbes Sports Money. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a comment or question, please email us at sportsmoney at podcastone.com. That's O-N-E dot com. Have you heard Spike's Car Radio here on Podcast One? It's comedian, actor, and writer Spike Ferrison sitting on the porch in Malibu talking to his famous friends about cars. My first guest is Jerry Seinfeld. He's right here. He was all right. Don't try to hug him. Or Chris Hardwick. I could feel everything on the road. I mean, it was right. basically like, it was like unprotected sex for driving. <laughs> Jeremy Piven. I hold you know what? I think you and Jerry are spiritually tied to cars. <laughs> and I respect it and I love it, but I don't quite get it yet, but I want to get it. Other past guests include Jason Bateman, Russell Peters, and even Adam Carolla. Mr. Adam I just Carolla. go with the queen. I mean, the king role has been filled, but the queen vacancy is You're open. the queen of all media. Get new episodes every Wednesday at podcastone.com, a new Podcast One app or at Apple Podcasts. And if you like Spike's show, check out our other car shows like CarCast with Adam Carolla, Everyday Driver, or Shift and Steer, exclusively on Podcast One. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 
at the border. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.